Welcome to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast, a show about how to succeed in business while creating a balanced and healthy life. I'm Ashlyn Cubison, an entrepreneur who went from successful real estate broker to published author, all while running three businesses. And I'm Lindsay Young, the founder of Lindsay Lives Well, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle brand, NSCA strength and conditioning specialist, and ITN nutrition coach. If you're an ambitious dreamer, get ready for some simple and actionable strategies. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast. We have a really exciting guest here today, Danielle Yule, and she's a transformational business coach helping business owners and multi-passionates come back to who they truly are, radically align with their dreams and desires, and transform their life, mindset, and business so they can confidently be who they are, create more money and opportunities, and live life on their own terms. Now, Danielle, you had landed this job, this corporate dream job, um, but you felt in your heart that something was off. And you did a crazy thing where you left that corporate job that a lot of people would have thought, "This she's so successful, this is so great, why would you ever leave that? And went into business for yourself only making $520 in your first year. But now you've gone on to run three profitable and sustainable businesses at the same time, and they're all very different from each other. Um, So I would love to have you start off today just by telling us a little bit about that time in your life when you had success in an area that a lot of people would have been envious of, but you felt in your heart that something was off. Oh my gosh, yes, totally. There's... (laughs) so much I can go into. It was such like a long period of just understanding what I wanted, which was, which was hard at first. Cause honestly, that was like when I first started getting into personal development, self-care, just tapping into like, it was okay to want something different. And I felt super, super guilty, especially like that was the job that I thought I had wanted. That was a job I thought I was working for this whole time, like going to school, getting the, the job. And really getting there and just knowing that it still didn't feel right. There was so, so much guilt and shame that just stuck with me and really like ate at me, but like in a good way, because it made me take that leap. It made me take risks that I thought were crazy (laughs) and I didn't really know what I was doing, but it just, it just felt right. So I knew for myself that I had to try it and go after it. And long story short, um, and (laughs) a couple, a couple jobs like in and out and making that big leap later and just trusting myself. Obviously that's brought me where I am today. So very long story short, but it was just something I knew I wanted to do. And I don't know how to put that feeling into words, just like how much I knew I wanted to do it, especially with the last day job I had. It was a great job. I worked with great people. Um, even the company itself, like it was a nonprofit, like it did good work, but I just wasn't happy. And I knew that that's really what, like why I needed to go after what I wanted and just try it. Like I knew worse comes to worse. I could come back to a day job if I absolutely needed to, or like, you know, you kind of always have different things that you can do, but I knew I needed to go off on my own, pursue my businesses, go after what I truly wanted so that I could find that like happiness and fulfillment in doing that. So that was, 
really, uh, it's so, it's so hard to put that feeling into words, to be honest, because there was just so much there internally that I basically couldn't not make that move. Yeah. And I think so many of our listeners will resonate with just the description of that feeling because I too cannot put it into words, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to know, because I'm nosy, what are the three businesses that you decided to create and are they similar to each other? Are they very different? Like, tell us just like briefly a little bit about each of your business. Yeah. So my first business I started let's see here, it was 2013. That was my photography business. And that is definitely still going. I've had that business for just over eight years now and I love it. It was totally like passion turned business. That was how I just jumped into the business world. Didn't know what I was doing, but was going to figure out how to do it anyway. So that was my first one. Second one was coaching. I basically stemmed from my photography business. I, I feel like I had always been kind of taught that the starving artist thing was like real, right? So I couldn't make money doing what I loved. I couldn't make money being an artist or doing a passion like that. And I very much proved to myself that actually that was true and I could do that. And that felt so exhilarating. And I knew that there were other creatives and people like me that wanted that same thing. So that was really my first drive to like get into coaching and help other, at the time, creatives like take their passion turned business and make money doing what they loved. So that's how I kind of first started getting into the online coaching world. Um, I had a lot of coaching experience in my corporate job, but from building a business, there was also a lot of imposter syndrome because I was really just getting my photography business started too. So that's my second business. I've been (laughs) unofficially kind of I started that business or I started thinking about it in 2016, really started getting it going in 2017. And then it's kind of been growing from there. So I've had that since then. And when I decided to leave my corporate job and make that leap, that was, (laughs) I knew I needed to do that. And long, fun story short, um, it was basically in a way that I never could have imagined it would happen, but I got an opportunity to fly to Finland to do a photography shoot um, at the end of that year. And I didn't have two weeks vacation time. So I felt like that was my kind of push to this is it, this is your time and make that leap, put in your notice, go over to Europe, travel around and then come back 2019. That would have been in January as like a full-time entrepreneur. So that was like the big crazy leap. I decided to kind of start a uh, a very like part-time kind of freelancing virtual assistant business on the side. And it was amazing to me how, how easy that business has always felt, <laughs> to be honest. It's not something that I've really ever like loved and been passionate about, but it was so much easier, especially compared to my other two businesses to just like dive in, get it started. Um, within that year, I had hired on my husband. I had helped him like trans uh, transition out of his day job as well and hire him on as well as another subcontractor who was like my VA and subcontractor. So I had started this like mini virtual assistance uh, agency that I did end up scaling kind of without 
without really planning on having done that. So I have had that now. It's been so consistent. Honestly, that's something I've never even marketed for. It's all been referral based um, and Upwork because that has been a great source for me. Other than that, I just kind of keep it around. That's something I'll probably phase out eventually, but for now it's been great. So it's something I don't talk about a ton, but it is something that I do as well. I think it's great to always talk about all the businesses you have. And it took me a long time to really step out of my shell and label myself as like multi-passionate because I had this like real estate brokerage that I felt like that was my identity. And if other people knew, they wouldn't take me as seriously if they knew I had like a car lighting online store and just like random things sometimes that I had going on. So I think it's great that you're sharing that because it lets other people know that it's okay to be multi-passionate and share all of your businesses. So I know we have a lot of listeners thinking right now, okay, well, I have a lot of passions or I have some ideas, but I'm not sure like which one do I focus on or how do I choose? What would be your advice to them? I love that. Yeah. So anytime you're just getting started there, I found this big difference between, you know, the person who's really going after one thing versus the people who have lots of ideas or who are multi-passionate. What definitely happened to me, as well as so many of my, my clients that I've worked with is that so often we're told to like, we're we need to niche down. We need to choose just one thing. We need to focus and we need to grow from there, which to an extent is, is true in some capacity. But when you're first getting started, that's one of the things that can hold you back the most and spend a lot of time, money, and energy pouring into an idea. If it's not even something that, you know, you want to do yet. So for multi-passionates who have lots of ideas, choosing that idea, I always tell my clients to give themselves permission, first of all, and some time and space initially to dive into those, kind of dip your toe in, if you will, test the water. Really, I am all about beta testing. So like dip your toe in, get like a beta test client and just try it out. Like see if you even like what you're doing, because so often people will like get into it like me. I thought I was going to start coaching on kind of this one idea and I knew I wasn't passionate about that because it brought in a lot of the world that I had left being in the corporate world, but that's what I thought I was going to do. So I built the website. I took the photos. I did basically all the things I needed to do in order to launch the business. And then I jumped ship. <laughs> I was like, this isn't actually what I want to be doing. So that is a huge lesson for me. And so much of like how I can see that in my clients too, of like, do you know, you want to do this or so often we can tend to like jump ship from like, let me try out this idea. Wait, I think I'm going to try this one out instead. When there's really so many underlying mindset problems that you're not addressing. So you're just continuing to jump from thing to thing, which is so often why we are seen as like flaky or just like following the flavor of the week type thing. So understanding those mindset challenges so that you don't do that. And also just making sure that you know which idea you truly want to invest time, money, energy into in order to grow it. So I do encourage my clients to give themselves permission to toe dip, test out the waters, beta test with free clients, with low paid clients, just to see if this is something they truly want to do. And then they can go in and build from there. And I think that it's just so important for people to know, too, when they're doing that, like, market research and that beta testing, that you don't have to have, like, a website right away. You can get a client, and you don't have to have all those things. You don't have to have your branding colors or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that 
I want to hear from you of how do you recommend that they monetize? Do you tell your clients like, don't get caught up on all those other things. First, we need to try this out and and see if this is something you like to do, you know how to do, and you want to continue doing, or what is that advice when they want to finally monetize it? Absolutely. And can I just add to that my virtual assistance agency, I have never done any branding that has no logo. I have zero website. I have zero social media profiles. I literally have a Google doc of information and that's it. <laughs> and an Upwork profile. Like I've never done anything else for that. So learn from my mistake. <laughs> and you don't need all those things. That is something that is great to have. Don't get me wrong. I love that for my other businesses for continuing to grow and build and scale for sure a brand to have that brand recognition and all of the pieces, but it's definitely not something you need to start with. So yes. So as you are beta testing and dipping your toe in, hopefully you are getting to that point. If you are kind of testing the waters with like free clients that you would then start charging just to test it out because there is a big difference between charging for something that you love to do and just doing it for fun or just doing it for free, right? There, there brings this different pressure to it that can be really overwhelming or potentially like sometimes even kill your passion for it a little bit. I know painting is something I really love to do. And it's something I've chosen not to monetize anymore because that is my passion. Like that is my escape. That is my self-care go-to that needed to be something that was just a hobby for me, but it took me testing that out in order to understand that Mm -hmm. versus photography is very similar. It's still an art form, but there was something about monetizing it and giving my clients, their photos, their memories, and seeing their reactions and their emotions just from those pictures, that's that I knew that monetizing that even helped emphasize that passion for it in a different way that I hadn't known before. So that's what taking, taking those like testings and trying out to monetize it, because you are going to feel differently when you are being handed money for something, especially if you do love doing it, there is something different that it brings. And you have to test that out to see personally, does that feel good to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are there other mindset money blocks that you need to dive into as well? But does it feel good? And can you market yourself? Can you promote yourself in the way that you would need to for your business in order to grow and scale it and still contain that passion for it and almost have that still be a part of it? in monetizing it, like finding this new discovered passion for it by monetizing it. So testing that out in a paid container is very important before you continue to dive into it. And then just continuing to work through all of the mindset challenges, all of the, all of the yuck that just comes up as you are continuing to do that, because that's the thing that's going to help move you forward in whatever you do decide to monetize, whether that's one thing, that's okay, or a couple different things. And then we can go on to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I feel like the, having the permission to beta test and to try things out is so freeing versus feeling like you have to jump in and commit. So I appreciate that permission. (laughs) Um, So now I think often when we think about, well, I mean, as business owners, we've always been given the advice to niche down and given the example of successful business owners that when you hear their name, you know exactly what they do, right? They have like a very clear branded one thing that they're an expert in. So 
how do, as a multi-passionate, how do you um, sell or promote more than one thing? Or how do you become known to be an expert in more than one thing without confusing your audience? Love this question so much. (laughs) Obsessed. So this is definitely like, as you have decided to go on, say, build two different, completely different businesses, like I do for coaching, photography, those are the ones I talk about most. In order to, one of the biggest things that I talk with my multi-passionate clients about is first of all, owning their own power and being like really accepting for themselves that they are multi-passionate and being okay with that because it does come with a lot of confusion for yourself. Like, am I doing the right thing? Should I just choose just one thing? What's wrong with me? I know I've heard that a lot. Just like, why can't I just choose one thing? I always make the joke that like, if I could just choose one thing, I probably just would have stayed at my day job and would have been fine and happy, (laughs) but it's just not the case, right? Like you are literally designed and built differently and that's okay. So a huge part of that first comes with like you accepting that for yourself. And then a second step, like being able to share that with the world. So starting with like friends and family, then maybe posting on social media, and then just like growing into your own confidence, being multi-passionate, being who you are and being okay with that and being truly like accepting and sharing that. Because that's when I found that it was less confusing for my people, at least like my, my immediate following, if you will, whether it was on Facebook, Instagram, in person, if I was okay saying that, like, I was multi-passionate and I actually have two businesses and, or three or whatever, but I was like upfront with that, it was like, oh, okay, like that makes more sense than if you're trying to like hide that or kind of do both worlds, but like separately. I hear a lot of my clients talk about how it is like living two separate worlds, whether they are in a day job and have a business or if they have two businesses or different things that they do, where it's like they're a different person in each role. Mm -hmm. And that is the first part of like making sure that you are the same person showing up to everything. And you're okay with like sharing about like, Oh yeah, like I also have this business and like, this is, I do both and that's okay. That way you can explain it and be more clear and you accept yourself. So then you're able to just talk about it more clearly to whoever you're talking to. So that's like the first step. And then getting into more from like a business standpoint, that is something I definitely agree with the idea of niching down. (laughs) So like once you're to that point, you do have to just be really clear on like who you help, what specifically you do. And from a place of it, it's the thing that's going to help your marketing the most, right? So when you know specifically who you're talking to, what you do, how you can help them, you know who to go after and you know where to find them. So that way you're not just like you have two different businesses and you decide to get all of the social media profiles for each plus a website, plus networking groups, plus all of these different things. You actually don't need all of that by niching down and knowing who you're talking to. You can start very simply and go after your clients and both businesses very, very differently. So it may not even make sense for you to be on Twitter and LinkedIn and all of these other places, if you are a creative and you're targeting other creatives or you're targeting moms or something like that, right? Like they are probably not going to be on LinkedIn and Twitter versus your other. So photography and coaching, right? I always like to give examples. So photography, I 
right now am very specialized in events and branding. So I go after other businesses, whether they're small or big, but I know who I'm targeting. So LinkedIn, I know my networking groups specifically, those are kind of my two big ones other than referrals that I will go after and show up in versus coaching. I show up more on Instagram and on my podcast. So they're very separate. You don't actually have to have all of the social media channels, all the websites, all the things for both and having to manage all that. Because first of all, that's overwhelming. That's too much. That's not going to help you, but it's not going to talk to the people that you want in order to get clients for both. So niching down is going to help you in so many different ways from a marketing standpoint to know who you're talking to, where you're going to find them and where to focus your energy and be able to do that in two completely different spaces for two different businesses. I love that you covered that because I think that that's such a big confusion in the world of multi-passion is like, okay, so I can just do whatever I want or I can just add all these things. But niching down is just so important. Like I, I like to give examples too. So I own a swimming pool company still in San Diego. Obviously we niche down in that company. Like we're not going after people that are outside of our area or that don't have a swimming pool or that want something different, you know, everything that you do per business needs to be niched down. I think that's just so important that you brought that up. And I want to touch back on social media because I feel like that's the next part where people really get confused. And it sounds like, so tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you recommend you can have one profile if you're on Instagram, as long as you are clear on who you're marketing to and what ICA you have for each business. Is that true? Definitely. I mean, if Instagram makes sense for both of your businesses, so maybe you do have two, two separate profiles, but they're like clearly separate. The way that I've found, especially if you are kind of overlapping and having like two Instagrams, two Facebooks, two different websites, it is easier at that point if you are if you have more of a brand for your business versus a personal brand. So if you are running two very different businesses, more than likely, <laughs> it's going to be easier if you have like a business name, a business logo, like really a branding for each of your businesses instead of just doing it under your name. So my photography, even though it's just me <laughs> for my photography and for my coaching, my coaching is under my name. That is how I run it. It's my coaching because like when people show up, they do get me. And that's very much a personal brand for me. But for my photography business, it, it was helpful because I didn't start it with my own name. I know a lot of people do. So um, if you've already started it under your own name and then you decide to do something else, maybe brand the other way. But I started with a business name. So it's underexposed. And I've always had that name. So I feel like I got kind of lucky doing that, but it helps to have that business under a separate name. Sure. It's just me. Sure. I am the one showing up to photo shoots, but then I can use the brand to really grow and attract clients and use it from that standpoint. Even, even if I'm still the face of the business, even if I'm still posting selfies or, you know, different things of shoots and things like that, it still helps to have that name recognition separate from your other business business and really brand them separately so that they aren't confusing where you have two kind of personal profiles with different, uh, different businesses conflicting each other, like both on Instagram or whatever that looks like. So that's when more of the branding side can be really helpful as you start to grow, especially if you are growing two different things, because you can really separate them under a different 
um, under a different brand, really. So really to use discernment on like, okay, obviously I don't talk about my pool business on my branding page. So it has its own separate website, you know, it has logo, it has all of its own marketing, but I have always combined like our podcast when I was doing real estate, my online course all on one because it was just under me. And as long as I'm clear on that. So just making sure that we, you know, use our brain a little bit. And like, if someone sees a swimming pool on my profile, they're gonna be like, what's Ashlyn doing? She's weird. <laughs> She's not cleaning a pool. <laughs> what's going on right now? Oh. Totally. So what about money goals as a multi-passionate? Like, how do you set goals around that? Like, do you grow, try to scale your businesses at the same time? Like, do you um, strategically plan out your year so that like your launches are at different times or talk a little bit about the money aspect. I'm excited for this one. <laughs> I, I love, I love this topic because it like, this is, this is one of the biggest things that was such an eye opener for me and something that I really needed to like learn and accept because as a multi-passionate, like you are running different businesses, you are going to have different goals. You're going to have different seasons in business. Like it really is so much different than the person running one business. Right. And especially in the online world, when we're seeing all these flashy numbers, like the six figure business, the 10 K months, the blah, 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 you know, like all of that, while that's possible, don't get me wrong. It's going to look very different for you. Right. Like my first 10 K month, was great. And I was super excited about it. And there was a lot of shame I put on myself because it didn't look the way that others, that it looked for others, mm -hmm. right? Like for most other people's quote unquote, like 10 K month, it was their one business. That's like, that's all they were doing. So that's where it came from. Mine came from a lot of different sources. So it didn't look the same. So I had a lot of like shame and guilt around that realizing that like at the end of the day, 10 K was 10 K. Right. But, <laughs> but the way I thought it had to look was really what was holding me back from like, even just celebrating that. So that's one of the biggest things is your money goals are going to look very different and that's okay. They should, because that's also like, you have decided to do multiple things because you're multi-passionate because that's what fulfills you. So why would you not have money goals that reflect that? Mm -hmm to also fulfill you, right? Like that is something to also celebrate. So whether your, your 10 K month is coming from two different businesses or something different, or your, your yearly income is not like the six figure business yet or whatever, because you are running two different businesses. That's okay. It's okay to look at those separately. It's okay to look at those together and just realize and accept that you are running two different businesses. So it's going to look different. Your money goals are going to look different. Your revenue is going to look different. All of this is going to be very different than probably how you've been taught before or from what other people are doing. So that was one of the hardest parts for me is just, just to understand that like that was okay. And even more so like, this is why I chose mm -hmm. to be multi-passionate because this is where my fulfillment comes from. So I need to be okay with how the money comes in too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So talking about scaling two businesses at the same time. So I like Lindsay, I like how you mentioned just like seasons or different, like launching times and things like that, because yes, you are going to naturally have seasons in business for whatever you do. So I know for me, for photography, my busy season is always fall. Yeah. And my slow season is always like winter months, especially because let's be real. I don't like the cold. I don't want to shoot outside in the cold. So just naturally for me, that's like my off time, <laughs> which I will gladly accept. So like 
I know when there's different seasons in my business and that's really helped me to be able to balance my, my coaching and my launches for my programs for coaching in, what do I want to say? Like cohesively with that business. So knowing that like in fall, I'm not launching anything because I'm busy with photography versus in winter, I'm really going to ramp up coaching because that can be my focus at the time. I know I won't have hardly any shoots during some of those months. So I'm either traveling or I am launching something. Mm -hmm. So when you can understand that, and when you're first getting started, you're probably not going to know all of that, unless it's your industry, you can kind of, you know, do you have more seasonal things? Do the holidays um, matter? Can you really like push a lot of things during the holiday season? Um, are summer months busy because you have a pool business or something like that? Like, right. Like knowing your business, your industry, the market you're in, what natural seasons come with that. And that can help plan your year for each and then see how each can work together. And one of the biggest things with that, that I always tell my clients is your business, just because you're running two different businesses does not mean they have to be balanced Hmm. all of the time or really any of the time. You're probably not going to have them balanced. You're not going to be making the same amount of money in each of them. They're not going to be busy when the other one's busy they are going to fluctuate and they are going to work together. It's not a balance. It's more of like, I always talk about like managing multiple businesses instead of balancing multiple businesses, because balance, I feel like comes with this um, idea that they need to be like level. They need to be the exact same, Mm. which not at all. Like you can, I spend way more time in my photography business during the busy season in fall than I do on my coaching. I'll just like, you know, stick to my just my current clients and not do a ton of promoting then. And then like vice versa in winter months, I will ramp up on a launch and I will kind of let photography kind of fall to the back burner a little bit because that's the season for it. So you get to kind of feel into that. And also, especially as you're scaling, like investing in support, (laughs) I can't talk about that enough, Mm -hmm. whether that's like a photo editor that I finally hired this year that has saved my life or a virtual assistant or an assistant or hiring your first employee, like knowing where you need support is going to be huge, especially if it's just you running two different businesses, because you also will need to be consistent in some capacity or prepare for these different seasons and launches in your business. So to have that support to help keep you consistent, um, help kind of manage just the day-to-day of the business or a lot of those bottlenecks that can take a lot of your time or maybe your time can be better spent elsewhere, which was totally my photo editor for me. I loved editing the photos. That was part of the art form, but it was a lot of my time that I could be spending growing the business yeah. or spending somewhere else. So that was support I knew I needed to get, especially as I got busier. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Uh, Delegation is yes, key if you own multiple businesses. <laughs> oh, well, so many good nuggets. Oh my goodness. This is awesome. And I know we have so many women in our audience who are multi-passionate and I feel like this is such good information. Um, so thank you, Danielle. Oh my goodness, so much for being here with us today. Um, can you tell our audience where they can get more of you and what's going on right now? Any promotions that you have coming up? Give us the scoop. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I could talk about this all day. <laughs> and especially with you guys, <laughs> Ashlyn, who you are multi too. We'll have to get coffee. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I'm all about it. Um, you can find me on, I spend a lot of time mostly on Instagram. My podcast is probably the number one thing. I share lots of other multi-passionate tips on there. It's called the hashtag watch me podcast. I didn't really touch on that, but hashtag watch me totally goes into my brand of being multi-passionate. So you can hear all about that on there, but yes, follow me on my podcast, come on Instagram and follow me. I do have um, my mastermind coming up that I will be launching in November. So that is really exciting for, especially for the multi-passionate who wants to really like, they know what they want to focus on, whether it's one business or two businesses, they know they have their idea and they want to dive in and build that business from the ground up to really get started making money. Um, and kind of all of those things into starting a business. So that is who that mastermind is for. That'll be coming in November. And thank you guys so much for having me again. Yes. This was so much fun. Awesome. And we will link to all of the things you just mentioned in the show notes as well. So that will be really easy for everyone to find. Thank you okay. so much, Danielle. Yes, We'd love having you, you on. Yes. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Cubison. 